Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. for every life this morning in this worship thank you my god the lord even as your people gather before you oh god you have respect unto our worship and our praise and our thanksgiving that we bring unto you oh lord be magnified oh god in this service speak my god to every heart and minister to every soul in the name of jesus we give you thanks oh god and give you praise for this hour in jesus name amen Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Come to me. I've realized that some people have become very easy and very convenient to lie in their bed in the morning, eat sausages, and be watching. You know, there's a difference between watching and the difference between really participating in the worship. That's a difference. You can't deny that. Amen. Don't let it become a habit. Otherwise, before you know, it takes you over, and that is how your life is going to be. You can't come back to church. So get your act on, come to church. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Come to church before they have to drag you to church. Come to church. Amen. Those online say amen. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Getting through discouragement is the title of my message. And for the next, um, after today, two more Sundays is a series I'm doing, something that the Lord ministered to my heart. And I found it very, very um, strengthening. And, you know, the Lord really ministered to me to share it, not only with you as a congregation, but with the world. Amen. Because as we go on, Online, the whole world has you know, access to the Word of God. Um, I said a few days ago that these are uh, very trying times, but they are not strange times. We can't say they are strange times because Jesus has already warned us about the things that will happen in the last days. And these are some of the things. Amen. But praise be to God that in Christ we have the victory and He gives us the strength, amen, to get through. But however, a lot of people are discouraged not only because of the time, but because of different happenings in life. And today, next week, Sunday, and that's 14th and the 21st, I'll be ministering on different aspects of getting through discouragement. Amen. But today's subheading is, what are you seeing and how are you seeing it? What are you seeing in the now and how are you seeing it? And I'm reading from the book of Numbers chapter 13, Amen. I'll read from the verse 17 and then to 21. Then I'll come back to 25. Mix it up. Amen. But Bible says that, and Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan. This was Israel going on their journey to the promised land. And when they got somewhere, Bible says, Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, get you by the way south and go into the mountain and see the land what it is, and the people that dwell therein, whether they be strong or few, strong or weak, few or many, and what the land is, and they that dwell therein, whether it be good or bad, and what cities be they that they dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds, and what land it is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not, and be ye of good courage, and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time of the first grapes was up. So they went up and searched the land from the wilderness of Zin unto Rehobob, and unto Rehob as men come to Hamath. So Moses was told by God to send men to spy the promised land, the land of Canaan. And if you read the whole chapter, you realize that he selected leaders from every tribe, the 12 tribes of Israel. So Every tribe's leader was sent. So 12 men were 
were sent and this was the instruction that he gave them. They should go and see the land, the people that are there, the type of land it is and everything. They, they should come back and say they should be of good courage. When they are coming back, they should bring fruit from the land. And the Bible says from the verse 25 that, and they returned from searching the land after 40 days. That means they spent 40 days on the land. And then they went and came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back a word unto them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. They brought back fruit from the land even as they were told to. And they told him and said, We came unto the land where you sent us and surely it flows with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people are strong that dwell in the land and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. And the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebutites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea, by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb still the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once to possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we are. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land which we have gone to search is a land that eats its inhabitants thereof. All the people that we saw there too are men of great stature. And we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come out of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Some may say an evil report. Somebody say again, an evil report. So they were truly sent to spy out the land and to search it and to see. And they did. And what they saw with their eyes discouraged them. They were discouraged. They said, we have gone to the land and surely there's the milk and honey that God talked about. But the people in the land are strong. And the cities too are walled. They are fortified walls. And we saw the children of Anak there. And we saw the Amorite, we saw all the things that God said. But in fact, the land is terrible. It eats up its inhabitants. Now, what I always ask is that if the land eats up its inhabitants, how could you have stayed there for 40 days? Hello, are we together? How could you be in a place that eats up its inhabitants for 40 days, come back home with fruit? Why were you not eating up? But this was what they saw. <laughs> It's amazing what the enemy can make us see in life. And they said that we saw the sons of the giants, sons of Anak, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so were we in the sight. They saw the people that dwelled in the land. They were strong. They saw their cities. The cities were fortified. They were large. And moreover, they saw the Anakims. These Anakims were descendants of a man called Anak. They were giants of, no, massive, that giant, Goliath. Goliath was from that lineage. So they said they saw the giants and they were discouraged because of what they saw. And they came to the conclusion that they cannot conquer them and take the land. They came to their conclusion because they had seen the giants, because they saw the cities were fortified and they felt that, no, we, ca we can't, we can't. And they said that they looked upon them, their own selves and said, no, we are like grasshoppers. We are just like grasshoppers. And the people too said, yes, indeed, you are like grasshoppers because of how they saw themselves. But among the 12, this was the, the report of 10, among the 12 were Caleb and Joshua. But Bible said, Caleb stilled them. Caleb stopped the other way. So he said, no, 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 you poor. Stop, 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 stop right there. He said, let us go up at once and possess it. Because we are well able to overcome it. We are well able. The NLT says, but Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Said, Let us go at once to take the land. We can certainly conquer it. Somebody tell yourself, I can certainly conquer it. Whatever it is that is discouraging your life, say to yourself, I can certainly conquer this. So we see a group of people go somewhere. They both saw the same thing, but some people had something else to say. And if you go to the chapter 14, Joshua and Caleb said to their people, listen, 
the land that we search is a good land. But, and if the Lord delights in us, he will bring us to this land and give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord. And don't fear the fear. You know, the, fear the people in the land or fear whatever is in the land. Because the people in the land, no matter how big they are, no matter their size, he said they, they will be like bread for us. Because God is with us and their defense is departed from them. That was how desperately discouraged they were. They said that they want to go back to Egypt to become slaves again because they were afraid of what was before them. They were discouraged because of the words of these 10 men. But Joshua and Caleb had a different report. And their report was not based on what they were seeing, amen, because they did see the giants, they saw the cities, they saw everything that the other ten saw. But they saw beyond that, amen. They saw the spiritual aspect of the whole matter. That it was God who had promised them that he was taking them to a land that flows with milk and honey. And so they, they believed beyond their natural sight. If you, you come out of any discouraging situation in life, you must go beyond the natural you see, because whatever is discouraging you is probably not, probably not false. It's real. You are faced with a situation. How do you get out of it without it getting you down? Now look at Joshua and Caleb. They saw the problem, yes, but they saw it from the spiritual perspective. Amen. The promise of the divine. In that God had promised them that he was taking them to a land flowing with milk and honey right from Exodus chapter 3. Amen. He had told them that he was taking them to a land flowing with milk and honey. So even though they saw the problem, they looked beyond the problem. This one, I've come to tell that look beyond any issue that is discouraging you. God has said, I am taking you to a land flowing with milk and honey. And that is what they believed. Amen. That is what they believed. God said to Moses, send them to go and spy, spy the land. He didn't say they should bring back an evil judgment. But these 10 men, they saw the problem that they were faced with, you know, with their natural mind and in their natural strength. So they said that we are not able to possess the land. They were thinking of how they by themselves could possess the land. But Joshua and Caleb were not thinking about how they could possess the land. They said, if the Lord delights in us, the Lord will give it to us. You see, when you think that you have to fight your battles by yourself, when you think that it is you who has to do something about any situation that you are in, whatever is discouraging, if you think it is by your strength that you have to do it, you will be more discouraged. And the possibility of failure is high. But when you come to the understanding that it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord God of hosts, you will not be discouraged. Discouragement will fly out of the window because you know that somebody greater than you, somebody stronger than you, somebody who knows it or has it all, is in control. And therefore, it is not you know, with you to do whatever. It is with him to do it for you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Thank the Lord that he is in control. Joshua and Caleb were seeing the problem in the light of God's unfailing love and unfailing promises. They knew by what they had heard of God that God doesn't fail. We also know by what we have heard that God doesn't fail. So why do we also get discouraged in, in times of problem? Why do we get discouraged if we know that God doesn't fail? It's because the enemy will always cause you to see things bigger than they are. If you look to the things in your natural mind, with your natural sight, and not rather with your spiritual eye. The tense report, Bible says they were evil. God himself said that it was an evil report. Why did God say it's an evil report? Because the Bible says, whatever is not of faith is sin. Anything that is not of faith is sin. And whatever we do without faith is sin. The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that God is. And that he's a reward of them that diligently seek him. Hallelujah. So anything we do without faith. Bible says it's sin. So whenever you move into the, the gear or the mode of lack of faith, know that it's sin before God. 
Hallelujah. So God said that their report was an evil report. Amen. No faith in God. They didn't even mention God. They were mentioning we. We cannot do it. They are bigger than us. We were like, we are like grasshoppers. And so were we. There was not even one mention of God in their report. That means that they had taken the battle unto themselves. Don't take your battle unto yourself. Allow God. Tell somebody, allow God. Allow God to fight your battles for you. And you will not be discouraged. Because God with you amount to a multitude. Amen. You and God are like a multitude. Amen. Put your hands together and thank the Lord. They were relying on their own ability. Whenever you rely on your own, own ability in every, anything, you become discouraged. Because your own ability will fail. What can you do? How much do we know? What do we have? There are so many things in life that we don't have power over. There are certain things that you, can, you have power over. There are many things that you have no control over. You have no power over. And for those things, you put them in the hands of God and trust God. Rather than worry about them and think, how can I do it? How will it be? The how will it be is not your business. Put it in the hands of God. Hallelujah. You know, as a child of God, you, you must understand that there's an element of the supernatural in your life at all times. Your life is not just a natural, ordinary life. There's always an element of the supernatural at work for you. Come to that spiritual recognition that there's an element of the supernatural at work for you. When you left home to come to church this morning, angels were with you. Angels were ahead of you as your car was driving. But because you don't see them, you think you are on your own. You are not on your own. As a child of God, whatever is happening around you, God knows it. And God has dispatched help for you. You may not see it at that time until the full manifestation of the answer comes. I say, as a child of God, there is always an element of the supernatural at work in your life. So do not be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, but these 10 did not take that thought. They were thinking about their strength. They were thinking about their stature. And they compared their stature to the stature of the Anax. And they became discouraged. They were thinking about their own abilities. And when they looked at themselves, they realized they, they couldn't do it. That's why they become discouraged. They became discouraged. And so will we also become discouraged when we look at our own abilities. Amen. Our, our natural strength. We will, we will become discouraged when we are seeing after the sight of our eyes. Amen. When you are seeing after the sight of your eyes or your senses, you will go down. You will be discouraged. Amen. And when you are looking at things, you know, in your natural sight, they become more exaggerated. In fact, the, the enemy loves to exaggerate things. And your mind will also exaggerate things. If it's a mole, a mole here, you call it a pimple. Or you call it a boil. You magnify it. Because he, whenever you are thinking on anything, it becomes worse and worse and worse and worse. How many of you have ever seen that? There's a problem. It, it may be small, but the more you think on it, the more the ideas are coming in left and right. What if this? Uh, that person got that and died, and that person had this. Oh, what if I get broke? What if I... And it, it escalates because the enemy will be busy exaggerating things for, for you. Because the point of saying that the land eats its inhabitants was a great exaggeration. It was pure lies. Tell somebody the devil is a liar. He put fear in them. They, they, they imbibe fear. And fear will always exaggerate your problems. Whenever you are afraid of anything, it becomes worse. It becomes worse than, than it really is. And then it binds. And then it limits. And then you, you become paralyzed by fear. Fear will cripple you. Fear, Bible says, has torment. Because whenever you, you look at things with your natural sight, how can it be? How will I make it? Will it be possible? You become afraid. Then fear will increase the whole thing, your sight, and then you, it will paralyze you. And then before you know it, you are so discouraged. Then discouragement doesn't end at discouragement. It moves, it slides you into depression. And that is when people start getting all kinds of mental problems and people tend to do all kinds of things, even to themselves. But this morning... The Spirit of God would want you to come out of every discouraging situation. 
Amen. Said so the land eats its inhabitants. No land eats its inhabitants. Especially when God has said, I'm taking you to a land flowing with milk and honey. And said, go and look at that land. Can the same land that the God of all truth has said will bring or give to you milk and honey eat up its inhabitants? It's not possible. It's definitely not possible. And so, for example, today, you know that you are saved. You know that you are born again. And by reason of your new birth, you have become a child of God. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? All right, so if you believe that, do you believe that after God sending his son to die for your sins, you've been born again, God will just leave you like that? Do you believe he'll just leave you to the wills and the caprices of the enemy? Do you believe God will just watch you to be destroyed? Do you believe that? Do you seriously believe that? Aha, uh-huh. then why are you discouraged? See, oftentimes, these are some of the questions I ask myself. When any discouraging thought comes, I ask myself, do I honestly believe this thought? Then I realize, no, I don't. Then if I don't, then I weigh. I weigh with it. If the enemy comes and tells you you're going to die, ask yourself, am I really going to die? Do I want to die? Do you want to die? No. So, let it go. So, you, 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 you never make it. Really? Says who? You must question, says who? Says who? Amen. Don't allow the enemy to magnify things, to exaggerate things before you. Because those are the, the things that bring strong discouragement. So we saw the Anaks. We saw the sons of Anak. And we saw ourselves as grasshoppers. And so were we in their sight. See, you can see the word see, 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 see. In everything they were saying, we saw, and we saw this, and we saw even ourselves. And we saw, the, and they also saw. So that means that they were working by their sight. They are working by what they were seeing. Amen. And they had perceived certain things within their heart by reason of what they were seeing. Amen. We saw that we were like grasshoppers, and so were we in their sight. We see, in a natural sense, we see things. And whatever you see, there's a certain idea, there's a perception that comes to you. When you see something beautiful, your idea, oh, this is beautiful. When you see something, you know, maybe ugly, so, ah, this is ugly. So what you see gives you a certain idea in your, in your mind. And by reason of what they saw, the men they saw, they, they perceived something in their mind. But how come Caleb and Joshua didn't have the same mind? You see, if it was all, that's how it's supposed to be, then all the 12 should have come with the same report. Then Joshua and Caleb too should have agreed with them. But Bible says that Joshua and Caleb, especially Caleb, God said, and, and Caleb has a different spirit. Caleb carried a different spirit because they were with the, with the ten. Whatever they saw, they also saw. Whatever they experienced, they also experienced. Whatever they went through, they also went through. But their report was different. And that is how in life some people make it and some don't. We may all go through the same thing, but it is according to how you perceive things and how you take things. It's according to that that will determine the outcome to you. So you realize that these 10 who saw the Anaks and felt that they were grasshoppers, they can't take the land, the land is its habitats and all that. And they, they, they gave this evil report and put so much fear in the people. God said none of them would enter the promised land. And true, they died in the wilderness one by one. None of them entered the promised land except Caleb and Joshua because God said, my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him, has followed me fully. Him will I bring to the land where into he went and his seed shall possess it. Why? Because Caleb and Joshua had already decided that if the Lord delights in us, we will possess that land. Let us go at once to possess it. So even though they hadn't gone and they were still outside the promised land, their spirit had received what God has said already. And so it made sense for them to get to it. Those who said we can't, they didn't. Stop saying I can't. Stop saying how can I? You can do all things through Christ, the anointed one, and the spirit and his power that is at work in you. Joshua and Caleb were different. 
said, my servant Caleb had a different attitude than the other son. He remained loyal to me. So that means that whenever we carry evil reports of lack of faith, God sees a strong disloyalty. Amen. And so we need to keep our heart. And when I talk about your heart, I'm not talking about the pumping machine. I'm talking about your mind, your emotions. You need to keep it. Bible says keep your heart diligently because out of it flows the issues of life. We need to keep, set a watch upon your heart. It's not everything that you must allow your mind to think and run off with. Because sometimes just, we just allow our mind to run off and our mind is thinking anything and our mind is saying everything and we are also taking it. You must stop it somewhere. When you are sitting there, you realize that your mind is going on thoughts and, and why only you? Stop it right there. Because the enemy is taking you on a trip. And don't go on any trip that your father God hasn't sent you on. These are the ways we get discouraged when we give our mind over to the enemy to use as his plaything. Don't give the devil a foothold. Don't give him an inch in your thoughts. Because once he takes hold of your mind, he takes hold of your whole person. And he will lead you to the place of destruction. All the twelve saw the same thing. But ten came out with an evil report. And they suffered the effect and the judgment thereof. God did not let them enter into the promised land. We are in this world. Whatever you are going through, Bible says somebody is going through. Somebody has been there. Somebody has done that and has a t-shirt to show for it. Whatever you are seeing, somebody has seen some before. There's nothing new under the sun, brethren. There's nothing new under the sun. Maybe you just haven't heard it. But whatever you you are going through, somebody has been through it before. And Many people may have gone through, and people have come up with different results. It wasn't because of God loving somebody more. It was because of their hearts. How they let whatever they see, whatever they go through, how they let it take root in them, whether positively or negatively. Joshua and Caleb, and these ten men, they all saw the same things. But look at the outcome. Tell yourself this morning that your outcome shall be victory. Yours will be a different story. It was a different story for Joshua and Caleb. To the point that Caleb, at the age of 85, I mean, when they entered the promised land and Joshua started dividing the land onto the tribes, at the age of 85, he came to Joshua and said that I was 40 years when the land, the Mount Hebron was promised to me by Moses. Now I'm 85. And he says that I am strong now as I was then. How can a man at 85 say he was as, he's as strong as he was at 40? But he said there was a vision ahead of him. There was a faith in him that he possessed the land. That same faith he had at 40 when he said that we are well able to possess it. He still carried the same faith. And that faith made him strong. Your faith will strengthen you. Lack of faith will weaken you. So pick up your faith and keep your faith. Hallelujah. Don't be discouraged. And he said, so he said to Joshua, so give me this mountain. Give me this mountain because it was promised unto me. So give me now this mountain. Joshua 14, 12. So now therefore give me this mountain. Whereof the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that day how the Anakims were there. And that the cities were great and fenced. If so be that the Lord be with me. Then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord has said. Joshua gave him that mountain, the Mount Hebron. And Bible says in Joshua 15, 14, that Caleb, at the age of 85, drove out the three sons of Anak, Sheshai, Ahiman, and Talmai, the the children of Anak. He drove them out of, of Hebron. He conquered the land of Hebron and took it for a possession and gave it to his seed, 85 years old, because he believed in the promise of God. And he carried a different spirit. It doesn't matter the time. Oh, put your hands together. Yeah. The other parties died in the wilderness. But Joshua and Caleb went on to the promised land. Joshua, now leader, divided the land, fought battles, and divided the land for them. Caleb possessed his possession. 
you and I will also possess everything that God has ordained for our lives. You possess your good health, your peace, everything that God has ordained for you, you have it. In the name of Jesus. It is only discouragement that will prevent you. But we are saying this morning, we are saying no to discouragement. Oh, I said we are saying no to discouragement. God bless you, Ruby. Amen. No to discouragement. Amen. We will not allow the enemy to discourage us because we have a promise given to us. When God has given you a promise, it doesn't matter the length of time. It will come to pass. It will surely come to pass. So in the wait, we will not be discouraged. Because discouragement is lack of faith. And it will not please God. And when you are discouraged, you are moving from class 2 back to day nursery. Because you are going back. But we want to move forward. Amen. We want to move forward. Hallelujah. All the two parties, the 10 and the 2, were affected by sight. They saw the same thing. They were affected by the sight. I'm sure when they all saw the Anakims, hey, they all said, hey, as same beneath. They all said it. But when it came to the matter of, you know, how they feel, Caleb and Joshua said, no. But if the Lord delights in us, we, there are nothing before us. This morning, you need to conquer your fears. You must come up and conquer your fears. Whatever it is that is discouraged, it is nothing before God. It is nothing before God. And if it's nothing before God, there's no need for you to fear. Don't be afraid. God, your fear is telling God that, God, I don't trust you. God, I don't believe you can do what you say you will do. I don't believe you've given me the promised land. But God is not a liar. God cannot lie. Amen. The, both of them saw the same thing. But Joshua and Caleb moved from sight to faith. Somebody say sight to faith. That's why I titled it. What are you seeing and how are you seeing it? Sight to faith. You see, four times in the Bible, the, the word of God declares that the just shall live by faith. Not by sight. Because our natural sight is limited. It's so limited. You only see what you can see. But there's more to what you can see. There's more that you don't see than you see. Amen. Sometimes people give up in, 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 in the 11th hour, just before their breakthrough. They say, oh, I give up. I'm tired. But they didn't see, they couldn't see that their breakthrough was just a minute away. Hello? Four times. And you see, when the Bible says something once, hmm? It's enough. But when he repeats it twice, the word of God says that then we know that power belongs to the Lord. So God has said it once, once we have heard, but we have, we have believed that power belongs to God. But when he says it four times, it's an emphasis. It's a stress on it that the just shall live by faith. If you live by your sight, you will die. You will give up. You won't succeed. Because a normal and also many, many things that we face every day. But he says that the just shall live by faith. Habakkuk 2.4, write it down. Habakkuk 2.4. Romans 1.17, write it down. Aha, uh-huh, you don't have a pen. Galatians 3.11, next week I'll be inspecting Bibles. Hebrews 10.38, amen. Let me go through it again. Habakkuk 2.4 says, Behold, his soul which is lifted in him is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Romans 1.17 says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. It is as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Galatians 3.11 says that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. Finally, Hebrews 10.38 said, Now the just shall live by faith. And if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. The just shall live by faith. We will live who overcome by reason of our faith, what we believe. Amen. Our faith in God and what we believe, we will live by that. You see, when you, your, your, your faith is made perfect in God, listen, that is when miracles begin. Miracles begin at the point of faith. So the just, who are the just? We are the just. We have been justified. Amen. And so we live by faith in the world. We live by faith in God. We, we don't survive. We, don't, we just don't survive. We thrive. Hello? We thrive. When men say there's a casting down, our faith tells us, no, there's a lifting up. 
Hello. Amen. And so the just shall live by faith. When others are fearful, you will not fear. Because as for you, you know that God is with you and God is on your side. Hallelujah. Joshua and Caleb, they received the end of the promise of the 40 years wilderness journey. Amen. And because they chose to believe God and they said to the people, listen, don't rebel against God. Rebellion, lack of faith is rebellion against God. But when we hold on to faith in every situation, no spirit of discouragement can take over our hearts or our minds. Amen. Discouragement can't take over your heart and your mind, but rather you'll be encouraged, you'll be strengthened until the day of the fulfillment of promise. Because, you see, between a promise and its fulfillment, sometimes there's a time. Some are instant. Some can take weeks. Some can take months. Some can take years. Now, if you go through the Bible and you look at some of the promises that God gave people and you, you tabulate the times and the years they waited, you, 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 you chalk your, your, your somewhere. Because some people have to wait 25 years, some 17 years, some 18 years. I mean, people had, had, had been in the wait, but they didn't wait, you know, disbelieving. They waited in faith, knowing that if God has said it, it will surely come to pass. Caleb believed that God will honor his promise, one, and that two, God was with them. This morning, in coming against and going through discouragement, know that God will honor his promise to you and that God is with you. And that whatever you believe will either cause you to be discouraged or encouraged. And how you believe will cause you either to be discouraged or encouraged. So we must check our belief. Always check your belief. What am I believing? How am I believing? Check it. Because that's where discouragement begins. How are you believing? What are you believing? Amen. And you must ask yourself, whatever I'm believing, is it in line? Is that what God has said? Is this what God has said? If yes, keep on believing. If no, stop. Turn around. Repent. And go the other direction. Never lose sight. Let us never lose sight of the word of God. Never lose sight, no matter what it is, whether they're the Anakims, mountains high or valleys low, never lose sight of the word of God. Hallelujah. Because, you know, the things that we see around us, they are not permanent. No, no condition is permanent. Everything in this world, except God, has an expiry date. When you buy medication, you check for expiry date. Same thing. With every problem. Every problem will expire. In one way or the other. In one way, every challenge will expire. Whatever it will expire. In one way or the other. But the word of God abides forever. Amen. I said the word of God abides forever. I want to read Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18. I read it in the King James. It said, while we look on the things, not on the things that are seen, we don't have to look on the things that are seen. Second Corinthians 4, 18, please. Not the things that are seen. That means that we do not dwell on the things that are seen. Don't dwell on the things that you see. Don't put your heart and mind into the things that you see. Because the things that we see are temporal. Amen. They are temporal. Here, today, gone tomorrow. But the things that we do not see, they are eternal. Praise the Lord. So whatever we see with our sight, it is for a season. What we don't see, ha, huh, the things that we don't see, the Bible says the eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered in the heart of any man, the things that God has prepared and has planned for those who love him. You don't know, you don't see. And that's why you are worried. And that's why you are discouraged. But this morning, ask the Holy Spirit, and then by faith, look into the word, look into the promise of God. And then he who knows the heart of God, who is the Holy Spirit, will give you an indicator of the better things that God has prepared and planned for you. Because he loves you and because you love him. The things that we see today, they are temporal. They will pass. 
they will pass. No trouble is forever. Hmm. I was, I was about a few weeks ago. I saw an obituary and I was quite shocked. They said, "A long last." At long last. So I said, oh, this is power. I don't know what you did to them. I don't know what it means. But you see, everything will pass. All things shall pass away. But the word of God shall never pass away. Put your hands together this morning. Hallelujah. So we will not look at the things that we see today. Because they are for a season. Amen. There for a season. Now the NLT Bible is beautiful. It says that all of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. And, he said, and that is why we do not give up. That is why we do not give up. Even though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. So one, on one part you see things not going the way you want them to, to go. But God is doing something. God is working something out for you. You may not see it ah, because it's not to be seen with the natural side. But if you look into it with the eye of faith, you see that God is at work, working something better, something good on your behalf. Hallelujah. So that is why we do not give up because in spite of the outward manifestation, the outward challenges, inside, in the spirit, God is working something out. He said, for our present troubles are nothing, are small, and won't last very long. Tell yourself it won't last very long. Tell somebody it won't last very long. He said, yet even if they exist, they produce for us a glory that is vastly, that vastly outweighs them. You know, there's, there, there's a certain glory that over, over shadows every suffering and every problem you've been through. And that glory is set upon your life by God. Amen. And that glory will last forever. Jesus Christ went through suffering. But today he's glorified. And he sits at the right hand of God. And that glory is forever. Amen. And so after you have suffered a little while, the Bible says that the Lord himself will, will establish you. Amen. He will settle you. Hallelujah. And so don't look at the things that are seen. They are passing. Amen. So, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things that we see now will soon be gone, but the things that we cannot see will last forever. Will last forever. Hallelujah. What are you seeing and how are you seeing it? What are you seeing? Things that we are seeing are the things that we are getting discouraged about. How we are seeing it is how, how come we are getting discouraged. But this morning, I, I brought the word of God to you. That you look beyond the things that you see to what the Lord says. Look beyond the present into the future, into the spirit. Knowing that every day, there's a spiritual, supernatural dimension working in your favor. May the spirit of discouragement break off your life. And as you see from this word, it's not somebody who's coming to, you know, because we can even deliver you by commanding that spirit out. But if the spirit leaves and then you still sit discouraged, rehashing and thinking on things, it will come back because you've made room for it. But it is better when you come to understanding of the word. And like Caleb, you stand and say, no, if the Lord delights in us, he will give us this mountain. We serve an unfailing God. I will not be discouraged. But rather, I will encourage myself daily knowing that there are some things I don't see, but God is preparing for my life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Rise up on your feet this morning and lift up your voice unto the Lord. Thank God for you. Thank God for your life, your precious life, your good life. Thank God for you. Begin to thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift up your voice. I can't hear a praying church this morning. Thank God, Lord. I thank you for my life. Thank you, Lord, that I am above the things that seek to discourage me. For, Lord, you are with me, and your promises never fail. 
It is in you, O oh God, that I live, I move, and I have my being. My strength comes from you, O oh God. Somebody begin to thank the Lord this morning. Shadabos kerele mianda la basante ni bahaya. Rekololomo sondele baba kalamazi ande. This morning pray that Lord let me not see according to the seeing of my natural sight, but let me see ah by faith. Let me see by faith. Let me see by faith the supernatural element and dimension, my God, that you have placed upon my life in all things. That I don't have to fight my battles, you fight my battles for me. That there's nothing that I need that, Lord, you won't provide. That it's not about my abilities. Ah, and that despite my inabilities, Lord, your abilities take over my inabilities. Somebody lift up your voice and pray unto the Lord this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my God, that, Lord, your abilities take over our inabilities, oh God. Your strength, oh God, takes over our weakness. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord, in you, oh God, we become strong, Lord. Thank the Lord this morning for renewal of your strength, renewal of your faith, that despite it all, there's a new season that has come to you. You've been through the fire. Ah, you've been through the rain. You've been through the storm, but God has brought you today to a new season where he makes all things new. Yesterday is a thing of the past. And in the name of Jesus, we declare that the future ahead of you, uh, as ordained by God, shall manifest the glory of God. So after you've suffered a while, he will establish you and he will settle you. Lift up those two hands. Thank the Lord for your life. Thank the Lord this morning. And pray this morning that may every, anything that has discouraged you, put your spirit down. Any worry upon your mind, any fear that you are going through by reason of the things that you are seeing in life. They may be real, but they are not forever. Because there's a time limit that God has given to everything under the sun. And we declare by the word of God that today it ends right here. In the name of Jesus, we stop every discouragement. We stop every depression. We stop it by the power of God. And I pray that may the Holy Spirit come upon you afresh. May he quicken your spirit unto life. May he quicken your spirit unto joy and unto gladness in the name of Jesus. This morning I rebuke every spirit of discouragement, every spirit of fear, worry, terror upon your heart and your mind in the name of Jesus. And I pray that may the spirit of God release upon you the strength and the faith that you need to move on to possess that which rightly belongs to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, this morning we declare you possess your possession. Like Caleb, you will say, give me this mountain. Whatever belongs to you, you will possess it. In the mighty name of Jesus, nothing missing, nothing broken in your life. In Jesus' mighty name, we give you thanks this morning. Somebody lift up your voice and pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. We're standing before the altar of God. Pray for yourself. Uh, let God be magnified in everything that concerns your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory this morning, O oh God. And we give you praise. Thank you, my God, for strength. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your hands wherever you are. I want to pray for strength for you. strength thank you Jesus lift up your two hands the spirit of God is coming upon you wherever you are thank you Jesus Holy Spirit fall upon your people this morning revive the spirits of men and women and children Revive their spiritual God unto strength. In the name of Jesus. This morning, I command the sackcloth to fall off you. I command weeping to cease. I command it to cease now in the name of Jesus. Ah, Let the light of God shine upon you this morning. And I pray that may every darkness of uncertainty, every darkness of 
anxiety be broken off your life, be lifted off. And may the light of God shine upon you. For the Bible declares that the, the path of the righteous is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter onto that perfect day. I say unto you this morning, I say to your spirit that your feet are set on the path of light and you walk in light and darkness will never envelop you in the name of Jesus for the light of God shines in your way and your way shall be made perfect saith the Lord your way shall be made perfect thank you Holy Spirit this morning Father I pray over your people your strength strengthen every heart in this house and those joining us online, I pray, my God, for strength. Inner strength beyond their natural abilities. And I pray, Father, that Lord, in that strength, let them begin to see things in a different way. Let the seeing of their sight be turned to that, my God, which is spiritual. That they will see things not after their, their sight, their natural sight, but according to the workings of your spirit, oh God, they will see. They will see, oh God, the thing that, Lord, you have prepared for those who love you. They will see, oh God, your better plans for their lives, oh God. They will see their strength instead of their weakness. They will see, oh God, their abilities instead of their inabilities. And above all, they will see your ability overshadowing their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. Beloved, receive that strength of God this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. And may you move forward in joy. And in gladness, may you move forward with laughter and with singing. May you move forward with a dance in your step, knowing that through Christ, you have overcome all things. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.